Hello and welcome to Mind Your Own Retirement. It's the podcast from Your Life Choices, the website and the e-news, yourlifechoices.com.au. And our special guest co-host today is the lovely Janelle Ward. Hello, Janelle. Hello, John. And congratulations, you just got married. Well, my son did. Oh, your son got married. I've now, three out of four, done. Now, have you understood how many celebrants there are? Celebrants at the celebrant at my son's wedding was amazing. He really? had rolled up pants and you know skinny, was he a lovely. He was he was really hipster. Wow! And he was yeah. It, the, the the show just grooved basically. But wow, but great? I felt he didn't actually do a lot apart from say, well, you know, this is the journey to this point, and then son and do, now daughter-in-law exchanged lengthy vows, which, which would, they wrote. Which they wrote and which were just beautiful. And then Sam, the celebrant, came back in and said, well... That's it. That's it. Here's You're married. Um, <laughs> exactly. Would you ever go and exchange vows again with your... With your or renew your vows with your beloved? We have talked about this. Going to Vegas and, and do it with an Elvis Presley impersonator? And no. First first time around <laughs> no, no, was, no, no. was bad enough. Stop. I bet I know where. <laughs> Santorini? Oh, what? On a mountain? Oh, God, no. Oh, no, sorry. She. Well, down the back shed. Was that... That's where you would go? Uh, no, I'd go. I'd go to somewhere <laughs> terribly romantic, Venice, or, um, or or some magical place. I think my husband and I are not uh, true, true romantic. All right, down to Phillip Island, yeah. off you go. <laughs> It's about Unbelievable. It. Backyard. Well, my, my boat's available if you want. Oh, gonna, thank you. I'm charge a few bucks as well. We've got some interesting people coming up, including what a wonderful, wonderful man he is, Noel Whitaker. He is great, and he's so generous. He with is his the time. share master. Now he, he he could marry us, not you and I, but you know, he could marry <laughs> he us too. Probably too. could. He's a, he has really got the so much uh, wonderful practical experience and advice when it comes to shares. And um, if you're thinking about investing in a house or in some property, wait until you hear what he has to say about mm. shares. That and a whole lot more. You're more than welcome to Mind Your Own Retirement. This is our podcast from Your Life Choices. Coming up next, the wonderful Noel Whitaker. Janelle, have you got many shares? I used to have one little package, but... It's something that I don't know a lot about. Let's talk to somebody who knows a lot about it. Noel Whitaker has spent a lifetime in personal finance, has helped tens of thousands of Australians to better understand how to navigate their retirement income, regular writer, commentator. He speaks to heaps of people, got some great books out too. He's sold more than two million copies. This is a man we are very proud to have on Mind Your Own Retirement. Noel Whitaker, hello. Thanks, John. Nice to talk to you again. Shares, yes or no? Absolutely. They are the number one investment for retirees without question. Why? Well, I'll give you an example. In 2003, I bought a little townhouse as an investment in Brisbane, in a good area, for $216,000. Right. Uh, It's now, I've still got it, uh, it went up to $500,000. Now it's worth about four thirty because as it gets older, there's a lot more nicer things being built. If I were to put that money in the index, which anybody can do, it would be worth $1.1 million today. Ouch. Twice as much. But also, when the old tenant leaves, who's, who's my auntie, who's 90 years of age, I'm going to cop a $100,000 capital gains tax bill because I can't sell the back steps. But if I had a million dollars in shares as a retiree, I could just sell off 
10 grand, 20 grand as needed. Noel, Noel thanks for talking and to us. And uh, we'll say goodbye now, Noel. You've answered all our questions. No, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> There's nothing as good as shares. But, Noel, tell me if, if I'm one of those older people who has had money in the bank and I was getting okay interest, but now I'm not. Yep. I'm 63, so is it worthwhile for me? You're a baby, Janelle. Well, can I... She looks like she's 33. <laughs> oh, very kind. Is it too late for me, Noel? Well, I'm 80 next month. How okay. about that? So wow. You're only a baby, as far as Look, first of all, the way numbers work, if the term's short, the rate they matter. So if you're looking at a three- or four-year term, the rate's immaterial. But someone 63 has a very strong chance of living for 30 more years or That's more. Correct. And most of us, and that includes me, it's too hard to pick. And I've had some great winners and some great losers. Yeah. But you can just buy the index. Uh, it's returned 8 to 9% per annum for the last 30 years. It's so simple. Okay. But so does that mean I don't need a broker? Can I do it myself? Well, you can go to Comsec, you know, you can go to Compex or it, it, it's called an ETF, an exchange traded fund. Okay. That means it's listed on the stock exchange. The two I use, one is Vanguard, that's the code is BAS, okay. Victor Alpha Sierra, or STW is Sierra Tango, whatever W stands for. <laughs> Whiskey. <laughs> now, BAS matches the all the shares and STW matches the top 200. And they're very low cost. I think the ongoing fees are something like 0.15% or something. I guess, uh, Noel, if, and, and you would know as well because you speak to so many retirees yeah. and others, the most important thing for our retirees is security. They, don't, they, haven't, got, they haven't got another chance, uh, Tommy. So talk, allay my fears, allay their fears. Well, okay. It's also a fact that most retirees die with more superannuation than they retired with. There's a thing called the 10, 30, 60 rule, which the amount of money you have when you die is 10% of work contributions, 30% work earnings, and 60% earnings after retirement. Wow. So you need to be in the growth. Now, the good pension funds, the figures just released for the last 10 years have averaged 8.9% per annum. So one simple way is to leave it in super. If you're too old to put it in super, just buy the index. Yeah. But always keep three or four years planned expenditure in cash. Really? That much? Well, when I say planned expenditure, if you're getting a pension of 35 grand a year and you're spending 50, then you only need to keep about 50 or $60,000 okay. in cash. Now, how do we know if we, because we've had so many inquiries and of course everyone has seen what's happening with the banking inquiry, etc. How do we know if we're going to somebody who can be trusted? Well, I think reputation in the industry is a good one. What's happened in the latest, in this latest post Hain World is people think the more documentation you give people, the better they are. The more documentation you give people, the less chance to read it. Uh, you know, but really, if, if you want to just put some money in shares, you can just go and buy the index. I think what retirees need most of all is estate planning. Estate planning ah, is, is crucial, okay. and it's like, it's, it, it, it's like uh, the transition to retirement too. That needs to be... Uh... Yes, but I think the big one in estate planning is most pensioner couples leave their assets to, to each other. Now, yeah. the cutoff point for a couple is about 8.30 and a single is about 5.50. So if they've got assets of, say, 700000 and then one of them die, then the survivor 
is over the single cut-off point, and the survivor loses the pension and the health card and the partner. Sounds complex. But that's another podcast. It John. is, isn't now, it? A no, whole new podcast. Noel, can you tell me the books that uh, you've – I mean, because two million copies have been sold and that is extraordinary. But tell me the best book for folks who uh, you would regard as uh, the best book for folks to, to grab a hold of, whether it be from their library or uh, at their local bookshop. What's the one that you would recommend uh, reading without too much fine print? I think my new Making Money Made Simple is good for the basics, but maybe maybe a better present for their kids. Right. Uh, my Golden Rules of Wealth is good. Golden Rules of Wealth? Rules of Wealth. Right. And not next year, but 2021, I'm going to do a big book on retirement. Ah. Plans. I see, it. this man plans ahead. Mm, <laughs> well, you've got to. But the whole thing about ageing well is having a purpose. Yes, I agree. You're absolutely right. You know. You, you need a reason to get out of bed. I just wanted to say, you've helped so many Your Life Choices members over the past few years. Um, so That's lovely. They just queue up to get a response from you because um, they really value your your guidance on it, that it's, front. It's so very thank clear you on their behalf. And it's very sensible and it's very clear. Noel Whitaker, you're, you're an absolute uh, joy. And please uh, keep on keeping on, my friend. Thank you so much. And a reminder that Your Life Choices does not hold an Australian Financial Services Licence and all content and discussion is of a general nature only. Hello there, I'd like to talk to you about Your Life Choices Pension Checker. Now, Pension Checker is an easy-to-use financial tool that allows you to calculate exactly how much you should be receiving in fortnightly pensions and supplements. And it's very well priced at just $29.95 per year. To learn more, go to pensionchecker.com.au and make today the day you take control of your income with your life choices, Pension Checker. Welcome back. It's time to have a chat to Leon Delabosca and uh, today with uh, Janelle who asked me just before we came back from our break, Dixie, how old are you? I've gone, that's a bit personal, but I couldn't <laughs> care less. I'm nearly 69. Um, and uh, I was wondering, does age mean anything in 2019-2020? Well, uh, according to a recent Ipsos Mori poll, you are considered who, old. A who what? Ipsos. It's a, let's say, Do we survey, care? data, are they, are research. They, are they fed income? They're pretty big time, yeah. Oh, they okay. Are. All yeah. right. Well, so they've got some gravitas. They, they have indeed, yes. Um, this survey was taken in the UK, uh, uh, but it was a global survey mm-hmm. of, I think, 30 countries. And, yeah, in, in Australia, you would be considered old, John. Exactly. That's yeah. what I was – that's why I asked him how old he was because he is considered Old, mate. Yeah. However, having said that, I've just got back from Cairns and I think I told you what I was doing you up there. Did, yeah, and yeah, it wasn't a, a lot of fishing. Deal. There you go. You and I are both sitting on the other side of the table. Do we dare ask Janelle how old I've she is? I've already declared. Never ask, you, I never ask a lady her age. How old are you, Janelle? I'm 63, so I'm not old. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. So age, age, age. I mean, when we were growing up, our parents seemed so old. But back mm. in those days when, I mean, I was born at the start of the 50s, so halfway through the last century, uh, health was not considered. I mean, now we're jogging, we're looking after ourselves, we're moisturising. You're having and, sex. And we're, we are. We are. Well, one of us is anyway, do you know? <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I'm sure everybody uh, knows, and we've spoken before, how healthy and how important a good sex it life is. is, if it's possible. Um, but... 
certainly we do look after ourselves more, don't we, Leon? Indeed we do. Yeah, life expectancy has gone up uh, considerably in the last two decades. Mm. Um, you know, uh, an, an Australian m man can expect to live another 16 or so years after 65 or mm. 66, uh, which is coincidentally when Australians think you are old. That, that is, 66 is considered old age in Australia. Uh, how about when it comes to employment? Well, that's the other thing too. The number of uh, people working over 65 has doubled in the last 10 years. Uh, there are, I think it's one in four, actually, it's one in five people over 70 are still working. Um, How many? One in five. One in five over 70 are still working. Still working. <gasps> the reasons for that, is it purely economic? Well, it's economic, but it's also, as you say, they're healthier. So they can stay in employment longer when the employment opportunities are there, of course. Mm. We all know that it's not easy. Um, you know, there's a bit of age discrimination for in, in, the, in employment. Uh, but if, you know, you've, you've, you've got a job, a lot of people are keeping them. Um, and as Noel Whittaker just said in the last segment, purpose is so important as Absolutely, you get older. Yeah. So engagement, purpose, um, keeping the mind sharp, keeping it, learning, learning new strategies, techniques, workplace practices. I mean, I love coming in here and talking to my younger colleagues like you, Leon. Well, absolutely right. And um, being able to keep your mind active and having uh, something to do each day and being uh, being very proactive with the mind and the bodies is crucial. What's the legislation, just generally speaking, when being employed, uh, it does age a factor legally? Well, <laughs> grey area, pardon the pun. Legally, it's it, you can't discriminate against age when you're, you're uh, interviewing or yeah. looking to employ someone. But, I mean, we'd be living under a rock if we thought that that mm. wasn't the case. You know, there are examples of people who apply for jobs without putting their um, a photo of themselves or a date of birth on their resume and then the employer goes and checks their LinkedIn page or their Facebook page and sees how well and, you know, what went from being one interview and looking promising like for an interview or something, they get a call it's and go, oh, filled. we've filled the position. It happens. We know it happens. Um, unfortunately, older people aren't respected in Australia, I don't think. I think um, when you look, especially when you look at the results of this survey and you see that in other countries, for example, in Spain, it's 74 before you're considered to have hit old age. Really? Uh, Britain at 68, so not that much older than Australia. France at 69, Italy at 70. I think you're, you're talking about, especially in what Spain. What the Asian countries, is there? Well, that's the thing too. In The Asian countries tend to care for their elders. Mm. Um, and uh, they, they and view it their... Exactly. They view it as... Uh, maybe as a privilege, not as a burden. Um, it's 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 just a natural part of the culture. Chinese, Japanese, they respect and look after their elders, and, and you use know, that as a source of wisdom. Absolutely, and just bringing it back to when we talk about Australians not respecting their elders, let's exclude Indigenous Australians from that. Indigenous Australians really do respect their yeah. elders, and it's it's a white Australian thing. I mean, you look at. Uh, immigrant Australian migrants, uh, say second generation Italian, Greek, Spanish, um, they also put their elders on a pedestal. I was at an Italian festival a few weeks ago and I loved it. There were, there were some, uh, you know, singing, dancing festivals, all that sort of stuff. And the crowd, I reckon the average age of this crowd would probably have been about 70. Yeah. And they were all partying and, and getting getting on down to the music, you know. It was this great old crooner up on stage and he was Frank Sinatra personified. Did they have their grandchildren there with they them? They did. There were well? generations, yes. you know. Um, yeah. 
It's it's like when I go to inclusive. to weddings and uh, the uh, the Italians, the Greeks, the Lebanese, or oh, they Lebanese, really know yeah. how to party. They Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Can I just bring us back to ageism? Mm. Um, our retirement income review survey, which is currently um, being um, attracting masses, I think you know about three thousand um, oh, responses more, yeah. more now. Mm. Um, one of the hindrances to working longer was definitely ageism. The number of people that reported ageism in the workplace was huge. So that's got a long way to go, I think, hasn't it? Absolutely. And I mean, it's not just in the workplace. We ran a survey uh, earlier this year about ageism and the place they felt it most often was shopping. You know, wow. they felt it at the checkout. Mm. They felt it on the road, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's not just in the workplace. It, we're, look, we're seeing examples of ageism with the results of the Aged Care um, yes. uh, Commission. Greg Hunt's talking about part of the, the, the reason for the shortfalls in aged care um, providing is because we're ageist. Because people – look, it's uh, – I, I can't remember the name of the lady. Uh, she, she's out here at the moment and she's a activist, ages, ageism activist. And she said – and she's right. Yeah, it's the on one Q&A. thing, yeah, the one thing we all have in common regardless of race, of socioeconomic status is we hopefully will all get old. Mm. And yet we all view it with disdain, getting old. I think I'm a little bit ageist. Really. Are you, John? Um, well, I don't feel, I mean, how old do you feel? Oh. I mean, just generally, I mean, because I feel. 48. Yeah, I, I feel mid-40s, yeah, absolutely. but. but do you look at someone who's, say, 75 and think they're old? Uh, I, it de- really de- I suppose that they've lived a long time, but I don't see it as you're old. Mm. Um, but I've, I've met old people at, you know, 30. Yeah. It's uh, a state yeah, of yeah. mind. I but agree. Again, I'm looking at from from my point of view. Uh, mm. But And I enjoy it when my kids go, no, Dad, this is how you do that. And I go, well, okay, fine. And I I enjoy being the age I am. I love it because I'm smarter than I was. Mm. I'm very fit. I enjoy life. I've got um, the means to do anything I want to do. It's fantastic. My doctor says I I can still buy long-life milk. I'm happy. (laughs) Well, I think that's the thing, John um, and Janelle, you're both saying it's looking at people and assuming they're old. You don't know if they're old until you speak to them or no. you see them in action. Yeah. And it's I think, vitality or yeah. not. Yeah. And the thing that we, you know, this all comes back down to is Australians really do need to reassess their image of old or their, their, their attitudes towards ageing. And, and I love uh, one of our members actually commented on an article I wrote um, last week and they said, you know what? When I was a kid, 10 years older than me was considered mm. old. And now that I'm 60, <laughs> someone who's 70, I consider old. Yeah, and I thought, it, it's, it yeah, it, but it, bringing it back, it's like, really, there is no old. There's hey, only older. Leon, Good point. let's finish this with the point <laughs> when the Rolling Stones said, you know, when if we're still playing music when we're 30... You know, there's no chance. And now you see mm. them up on stage in their 70s still kicking it as you do so many other bands as well because they're having fun. And what else are they going to do? Oh, and drawing major Crawl, crowds. Crawling under a rock and yeah, die? Yeah, So no, there no. you are. Mm. Redefining. Isn't it nice to speak to young people oh, like uh, Leon? It is great. Well, Leon, do you feel better now? 
Looking at us, there is a future. I feel fantastic, John. <laughs> we if, if, if I can just, you know, what, what, what something, that's something energy. to aim for. Oh, it's a goal. Yeah, you know? oh, good on you, mate. And Father <laughs> Christmas won't be far away. Quickly, name the country you're off to next. Uh, uh, Australia. Good on you, mate. See Australia first. <laughs> you're listening to Your Life Choices. Mind your own retirement. Back to Mind Your Own Retirement uh, with uh, John and um, Leon. Who have we got on the line? We've got Lee Atkinson today. Um, she is one of my absolute favourite travel colleagues, um, wonderful travel writer, vibrant, intrepid. She's been everywhere and done everything oh. in Australia and she's just, just released... picking up her new book. Exactly. Oh, that I've done me back. Beautiful book, The what Definitive Bucket List. My gosh. Uh, but it's the it's the heaviest book in the world, but it's... Unbelievably well put together. Lee's on the line. G'day, Lee. Hi, how are you? Terrific. Now, tell us about this fabulous book of yours, which you have written, called The Definitive Bucket List. Uh, what uh, prompted you to write this book? Well, two things, really. Um, I guess one was I had a significant birthday earlier in the year. Happy birthday and, for then. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, but it also got me thinking about travel and um you know, there's a lot of books out there for backpackers, uh, you know, ultimate bucket lists. Uh, there's a lot of books out there for people with buckets of money. But there's not a lot of out there for people like us. And by us, I mean people that don't have a whole lot of money but had more than we used to because we might be working less or we might have retired. We've also got more time. Um and it's keeping it real. I wanted to do something that was Australia and New Zealand, so close to home, really achievable. I mean, you don't have to be rich to have a good time these days, and that's the nice thing. Um, there's so many great things you can do in Australia and New Zealand. And, you know, age is absolutely no barrier. As long as you need your okay. Well, that's right, Lee. I mean, I, I've met you and uh, on many occasions, and one of the things that strikes me about you every time I see you is that you have just that lust for life and that lust for travel and age certainly is no barrier for you. You've done some amazing things. Can you um, maybe just tell our listeners uh, about some of the, the more amazing things you've done more, most recently? A couple of years ago, I uh, took uh, the best part of 40 weeks and uh, loaded up the car in a camper trailer and set off and did a big lap around mainland Australia, which was a lot of fun. Uh, so you, you make it sound like a away. Sunday drive, <laughs> Lee. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, you, you can be like that sometimes. I mean, a lot of people think that it's a, quite a scary thing to do, but there's so many other people doing it and you meet so many people on the road that even if you're by yourself, it can be a really fun thing to do because one of the nice things about that sort of travel is you've always got something to say to people when you meet them in caravan parks and it can be a really nice way of meeting new people. Um, but so I did that big lap a couple of years ago, and then because I am a little bit of a road trip junkie, I've just come back, escaping the Victorian winter, from a little three-month uh, inside lap, so to speak, where we spent most of the time in the Western deserts and the Kimberley and Arnhem Land. So for show, you know, you can get a long way in just three months, even if you don't have a year. Yeah, it's it seems that you've been everywhere in Australia. Is there anywhere you haven't been that's that's on your bucket list? Oh, there are a few places, indeed. Um, there's still some adventure four-wheel tracks I'd like to do. I've never done the Canning Stock Route. Um, and I love paddling. Uh, so there's a couple of places I'd love to go kayaking in the Whit Sundays. 
I've just kicked off paddling the Ord River, which was a nice little three-day adventure up in the Kimberley, which was a lot of fun. Now, we should explain uh, that uh, your book, The Definitive uh, Bucket List, is Travel Experiences in Australia and New Zealand. Can we expect one day Lee Atkinson to produce a, a worldwide bucket list definitive guide? Oh, I think so. Stay tuned for that one. Ah, uh, here we go. <laughs> and what, what a great excuse to, to get out and about. Um, what are just some of the, uh, the, the, the top international bucket list places that Lee Atkinson would like to take? Just about anywhere, really, but I'm really looking forward to driving around Iceland, somewhere that I've always wanted to go. Uh, well, it certainly is fantastic, and we really do appreciate your time. Do grab a hold of it. it it's out now, Lee, yes? That's right. We're at a good book for salt. All right, the definitive bucket list, travel experiences in Australia and New Zealand. Lee, um, thanks very much for coming on. You, uh, you've written, what, 16 books now, I think? woo And you're working on the next one. Um, where are you off to next? Doing a little uh, road trip around northern Thailand, which there should you. be fun. There you go. We'll look forward to speaking to you again very near future, please, Lee, because you're a fascinating person. Thank you. What a lovely lady. It's so interesting too, Leon. Oh, I love Lee. She is Any one Any chance of giving woman. away a copy of this fabulous book? Well, funny you should mention that, John. We're going to give away five copies five of this copies. book. Five copies? Yep. Wow. Um, and what I think what, what we'll do is we'll get, we'll, get, um, we'll get the members to jump on the podcast page yeah. and just tell us what their ultimate Australian bucket list experience would be okay. in the comments section on the podcast page. All right. So and just... my five favourite. Yeah. So it's up to me. Thank you, Leon. We should give more books away. Let's give more stuff away. Let's let's do it. Mind Your Own Retirement continues in just a moment. Welcome back. It's uh, Mind Your Own Retirement, part of yourlifechoices.com.au. It's the podcast of Your Life Choices. Janelle Ward, uh, special guest host today. And uh, Janelle, you have been to uh, the beautiful South Australian region. I have. When, well, when was that? Uh, it's only a couple of weeks ago. Right. I was on my way to Kangaroo Island, which was a, oh, a, a brilliant. We've spoken we, we've, about that. We have oh, talked my about Lord that. Lord. But not, I, not cheap. No, Certainly not cheap. But no, a, not but cheap a, to get but there. But a bucket list place. Oh, it's, it's a brilliant place. We've it's, spoken it's about bucket list. Australia personified over yeah, there. It's got there all those little. Now, uh, for twenty years, I went to Adelaide every Friday for 42 times a year oh, to do oh, Wheel of Fortune Wow! with uh, Adriana and John Burgess and all that crew. So I used to go there very regularly. You'd know it so well. And uh, also when I was a young lad, I lived in Glenelg. Oh, I never got there. So, um, well, that's... that's I, a, I need to go it, again. It, you do need, but there is so much to see, let alone just Adelaide itself, mm. which has grown up so beautifully and they've got some sensational it's architecture lovely, there too, yeah. let alone their fabulous sporting fields. Yeah. Um, but you think of the Clare Valley, you think of so many gorgeous places. What were your experiences in Adelaide? I was there very briefly. Right. Um, it was really a stay to go to Kangaroo Island, but I was blown away by Adelaide. Just the little, the, just the, the small territory that I covered. Yeah. I stayed on North Terrace, uh -huh. which is a brilliant location. I stayed at the Mercure, which was really comfortable. Mm. Um, across the road was um, the State Library, the South Australian Museum, the Art Gallery, 
the beautiful old post office. Footy Park was just a bit further over. There's the river. There's the botanic gardens. Um, you can get to things so oh so, so easy well. in the other direction. You know Rundle Mall, which I mm. had a I had a fun time by myself in Rundle Mall. Mm. It was um, Fashion Week, so yes. it was yeah it was really good and some lovely laneways. I found a couple of great little. Um, uh, bars mm. and restaurants in the laneways. I, it was sort of like I was. It was my get out of jail. I, I was there alone, and I had a, I had a really good yeah. time. Yeah, and the, the the wonderful thing about you, Janelle, is that uh, you always say, "Right, I'm going to explore." Oh, absolutely. And I'm going to use my left and my right foot. <laughs> you're not going to. You're just going hey, to get out there and the left and the right hand. Yeah, <laughs> going to get out there and enjoy it and see it from the ground. Yeah, yeah. And that's the way to explore a city, isn't it? Well. And when you have the time, when, you, when you're not locked into anything, I mean, to go, to, to wander into the art gallery, and I'm, I'm not an art person, but gee whiz, I wandered around that place and I saw some really amazing things. There's a great exhibition on, um, and it's, I know it's on well into, into 2020, um, a Japanese artist who uses string to create installations. Mm. And this entire room was like, I imagine it's like the inside of my lung, but it filled a room with, I don't know how many hundred kilometres of red string. You're freaking me out. It, it was, it was scary. <laughs> the, of course, as we know, it's a festival city. They have it some is. sensational festivals, yeah. whether it be the comedy festival, the yeah. arts festival. They've got uh, many alternative festivals going on as well. Uh, and uh, it, it is really uh, a very well put together city. Uh, the folks are friendly and it's a wonderful place to go to. Yeah. In fact, we did a survey a little while ago and our members voted Adelaide the number one place to retire to in Australia. You did? Which was that. surprising. Well, no, I thought it no would be, I'm not surprised. Well, but no, uh, but I would have thought it would be like Byron. Oh, well, not Byron, but you know, yeah, up, up the sea change Central somewhere. Coast, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but um, not. Isn't but that interesting? It is. Well, you know, Adelaide cops its a fair share of mm, difficult weather. From whom? I want it? names. I want names. I want a phone number. <laughs> we'll call them now. How dare they? My well, girlfriend's from Adelaide. So oh, I'm, is I'm she? Very, oh, yeah, yeah. She's a big Port Adelaide supporter, but okay. that's a whole other story. Oh, mm. um, so uh, recommend Adelaide. Of course, there is so much to see. Totally. Uh, it's just a beautiful town to rock around in, um, join a tour, get on a tram. And Whatever. get down to the valley to see some of the fabulous wineries yeah. as well. Yeah. Wonderful idea. Mm. Well, we're just about through our time in uh, Mind Your Own Retirement, this podcast from Your Life Choices magazine, e-magazine. But you're going to leave us with the nugget. I am. Um, and I'm going to ask you a question. Go ahead. How good are you in the laundry? I am fabulous. I am fabulous. Why? Okay. Because I always sard, you know, or oh. under, under the Warwick Farms, okay. and uh, I always make sure. And I've, but I've got a really good uh, uh, washer, and uh, I, I love doing the laundry. Okay. Well, let me ask you another question. <sighs> Do you use fabric softener? No, not in Melbourne. Can I applaud you then? You don't need it. In fabric softeners are a load of fabric. <laughs> um, they are no good for anything. According, including the environment. Exactly right. Thank you very much and indeed. And this is from no less a source than Choice. And oh, we all know how choice highly valued we've got to get Choice to. folks on the line. We should. We, choice there's there's an interview. Okay. All right. But okay, so fabric softeners but, uh, do very little. Do very little? And they're bad for the environment. Correct. They say that Choice tells us that they actually coat our clothes in chemicals 
that are then obviously washed down the drain and out into you know the bay, for yep. example. Yep. So, so don't, don't use fabric softener. No, no need. <sighs> so you, fluffy it, towels, you'll well, be okay without a well, particularly fluffy towel. You just put it in the dryer at the end if you really want to. What do you towel. like in the laundry, Janelle? <laughs> Laundry, I'm great in the laundry. Gives me a great sense of power. And, and I love ironing, but that's a whole other oh, podcast. No, I do, I do, no, I do. Your no, Life Choices. No. Go to the website, .com.au, Your Life Choices. This has been Mind Your Own Retirement, and we'll see you next time.